Dear King, Father, you are all-knowing and you sit outside of time. From that place, you can see the full picture and we basically know nothing. So all I'm asking is that for this time we have together, help us to color inside the lines. Convict us to keep our intentions pure. Give us holy boldness, God, to go after what pleases you and unique strategy so that when we go forth, we bring more royals home. From my whole heart, God, your daughter, Pia. What's up, royals? It's your guys, it's Pia, and we are back. Finally! I'm gonna let y'all get that off your chest, okay? Finally, finally, we are back with another episode of Dear King, the podcast. Welcome to season three. What in the world is going on? Well, I hope you're doing well. I hope you are fine. I hope your family is fine. I hope you are well. Um, I hope that you are enjoying whatever season you are in. Um, I, for certain, in this last year, have found it important to be content in whatsoever season I am in. So that's how I'm doing. I am finding myself content in this current season And I hope you are doing the absolute best to do the same. Listen, I am going to be getting at y'all on the social. So make sure that you hit me up at Dear King Podcast on Instagram. Follow my stories because that's where I like to post the most. But make sure that you're following the feed as well because that's where we're going to post all of our snippets as the episodes roll out. Um, And that's where I'll be in the comments getting to know you guys and finding out how this episode and the ones to follow are impacting your life. Y'all was in my DMs checking on me and I just have to say my heart is so, so full. I can't even adequately put into words how it felt for people to reach out to me, um, people I don't know in places I've never been, just to say we're praying for you. Um, we love you and we're so sorry for what is happening currently in your life. So for those of you who may just be joining right now, quick life update. January 12th, my mother suddenly passed away. Um, it was the quickest but longest day of my life. And she is now assignment finished, graduated and retired and is at um at her resting place until we're all caught up to meet him, right? And so it was a tremendous loss uh, to myself, to my family, um, to her work, uh, place of employment, um, to the city. Um, just, it was it was a large impact. Um, I remember planning for her service and us having limited capacity. And when I went back to watch the live, it was over a thousand views on her service. And that was just mind blown. Like there was never a way for me to be able to put that many people in one place. And I just couldn't even imagine the impact. So that has been something that I've been dealing with. Grief is funny that way. And we'll talk a little bit about that throughout the season. But I just wanted to say that I am fine, that I am doing well. Um, I also had a beautiful baby girl on April 17th, Resurrection Sunday. Um, that was quite the experience and she has been the joy of my life. She has been God's gift that has uplifted me in such a season that I didn't know which way was up. And so I'm so grateful to God for her. She came right 
on time, right in the season when I needed her the most. And the waiting makes sense now on the other side. So all of the infertility that me and my husband went through and all of the challenges to get pregnant and all of that waiting, I realized that God's timing is just impeccable. And now on the other side of it, my faith is stronger and I am looking forward. So again, I just want to say thank you for reaching out. Thank you for giving me the time. Um, I have never, not a single time, felt pressure to get back to this place um, and to be able to record and share with you guys my thoughts and heart um, as it pertains to God and His Word. I did constantly have reminders from God that this space and this platform that I've begun to grow was still necessary, that I was still called to it. And that kind of gave me a pressure to want to recover faster and want to go through therapy and do all the things so that I was in a mental space where I could sit down and write from a place of truth and honesty and vulnerability so that other people might be able to come to a place of healing. So um, from my whole heart, this is a good time for me to return. And so I hope that it comes right on time for you. I hope that I am right on time, right on schedule, on my assignment where you can meet uh, your destined word or what have you, or we can inspire one another. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I love y'all so much. And let's get into a new segment. It's called Check This Out. Okay, so I promise this is not about to be morbid, but I do have to say this because it absolutely made all of the difference. Y'all, you need to get you some life insurance or asset coverage policies pronto. Okay, like you really never know when it's your time. Like I said, my mom passed suddenly. So legit, get you some insurance. Get you some asset coverage. It costs just about $25,000 to lay someone to rest. Everything costs from transporting your loved one from the mortuary to the opening and closing at the burial site. Everything has a coin. So getting pre-need coverage to pay for these services is ideal. Your end-of-life costs are, guess what? your cost, okay? So at the very least, obtain a life insurance policy that will cover all of that and then some. Update your beneficiaries as often as necessary. Like, we almost had a literal, like, breakdown when I called one of the policies and it was like, oh, Charlie Peters is the beneficiary. Sis, she been gone since 2017. It's no way. It's no way. So you do not want to get caught up in that. And then pro tip, anything that does not have a beneficiary is going to just be left for the court to decide. And it takes years to go through probate court and it costs thousands upon thousands of dollars and lawyers will get you. So just make sure that everything you own has a beneficiary. One thing my mom did shortly after purchasing her house was get a policy that would cover the cost of the house in the event of her passing. And that was separate from her life insurance. After much procrastination on mine and my siblings' part, her home is now completely paid off. Got the documents in my email right now that says we own it, period. So you don't want to be worried about the things that you work so hard to obtain. So just go ahead and take care of that while you are thinking about it or even while I'm telling you about it. I share this with you because it is rare that we talk about it inside of most of our communities. And so I do hope that you will consider getting your affairs in order. My friends, this is my solemn plea to you. All right.
right? Y'all know what's up next, your favorite segment. Let's get into it. These are the facts. These are things you should and should not do. You should know your friends. Pray. Pray, okay? These are the facts. Okay. Things you say and don't say to someone who is grieving. Y'all, don't tell people you understand, okay? Let me give you a quick story. I was at work. I returned to work shortly after my mom's passing. Like, I, I just needed to be in the place. I needed to be doing stuff. So I was at work, and um, a coworker came up to me and was like, I really understand. Like, I really understand what you're going through or what you're going through. My wife's mother just passed away, and so, like, I'm right there with you. Bruh, what are we talking about? What are we even talking about? Like, first of all, that's not the same, okay? That's not the same. Second of all, you couldn't possibly understand at all because, one, this is not your relationship. Even if it was literally your mother that passed away and you actually lost a mom, you didn't lose the mom that I lost. You didn't have the same relationship. Your bond wasn't the same. Your lifetime with them wasn't the same. The ages, it's just so many differing factors to be able to say, I understand. Don't say I understand, okay? You can say I empathize, but don't say you understand. Um, the next thing, don't say call me if you need anything. Don't say that because you know full well ain't nobody calling you. Like, there's so many other things on our minds that we don't even know what you could be good for. So don't tell people, call me if you need anything. Actually call them. Reach out. Say, today, is there anything right now in this moment that I can do for you? Call them. Reach out and say, hey, I was just thinking about you and I was in the neighborhood. It's a, it's, it's a Walmart right here. Can I get you something from Walmart? Like, hey, I'm actually... Right now, grocery shopping. What do you need from the grocery store? Like, be be in the moment, ready to serve, and don't leave that on the person that is dealing with the grief because it's impossible. And if you really want to show up for a person in this season, we want you to, but we don't have the capacity to call you for help. We need people that can be in the trenches and offer help that they want to offer. Whatever you want to offer to us, we'll gladly accept for the most part. So just offer that instead of giving us instructions or another something to do, because really it's like an added thing on our to-do list, and we just can't. We just can't, okay? And number three, don't tell us they're in a better place. Child, we know. Child, we know. As a matter of fact, we would, a lot of us would want to go ahead and get there with them. Like, you don't understand the weight of that. Like, I had loved ones close to me that this was like one of the tipping points for them, so much so that, I had to keep them surrounded during this time. So when you say they're in a better place, like that just that that's just reassuring that, yeah, I want to be there too. Or it could just be the cliche thing that runs off of our back, but either way, it's not helpful. We know that you mean well, and we know that you're looking and searching for anything that can kind of bring us some comfort, but that ain't it because we could make this place better for them. As a matter of fact, we would rather them not work. I would rather pay my mom's salary than for her to be in heaven right now. Like, I, I would give anything for her to be here. I can make this place better. Um, So I understand the sentiment, but just save it next time, okay? These are some things that I suggest that you do do. One, pray often and in real time. 
don't, it's okay to tell people I'm praying for you if you're going to really pray for them. If you have a moment, pause while you're on the phone. If you feel them having a moment, just begin to pray. Um, whenever they come to your mind, just begin to have a prayer on your lips for them. Um, and that really does lift something. To feel, so when people pray, you begin to feel the Spirit of God uplift you. It's like the Spirit of God is activated in the moments of prayer. And so the Spirit that lives in me recognizes the voice of sincere prayers, and the prayers of the righteous do avail much. So I would I would encourage you to pray, pray often, and pray in real time. And then second, like I said earlier, instead of telling us what to do, tell us what you're going to do. I had a good friend, my friend, one of the producers of this show, Jamie Mills. She literally called me and said, "This is what I'm going to do for you. You're not going to you're not going to do this service all by yourself. You're not doing that. You're not planning all this and making all these phone calls. I'm coming over on this day. We're going to go over what you need. We're going to contact the people we need to contact. We're going to secure a venue and then I'm going to help you get these obituaries together or this program together. Um and I'm going to make sure it gets to the print office. You all you have to do is show up, pay for it and pick them up." That's the kind of help, if you can, if you feel so close to a person or if you feel like you um, have a servant's heart and you just are a doer, these are the type of things that are that are invaluable and they um, really do push the needle forward because in this time of grief, sometimes you can feel very stagnant and feel like you need to be, um, you just want to sit in grief. You want to just sit in your emotions, but there's so many things that have to get done. Um, and those types of people that can come in and take charge of some things that you really don't want to do, those are really, really, really helpful moments. So if you can be that big of a help, or even even if you have the smallest, if you're going to just coordinate a food train, just call us and say, hey, I need your address, and is it okay if we get food to you whenever, whenever possible? Yes, absolutely. Here's my address. Like, these types of small things, not even things that you have to do all by yourself, but just things that you initiate, things that you start for a person that is going through this grief really, really does make the difference. So this is just my two cents on the subject. Um, and these are the facts. I do hope you run with them. So today's episode is titled Untitled. So I want you to take a second and think about all the hats you wear on a daily basis. What do people call you? Maybe not your name, but your titles. So mom, dad, employee, maybe they call you friend, family, graduate, maybe colleague, teacher, confidant, artist, Christian. Do you feel pressure or which one of your titles do you identify with more? And which one do you find the most burdensome? How exhausting would it be if you really sat and thought about the roles we play every single day? Just think about how crazy it would be if someone yelled, cut, and then action, and then instantaneously, you were dressed differently and had new lines. And it would be even more stressful if in the moment you realized everything about you shifted, but the scene around you remained the same. An example would be me being a nursing mom on site at my job. I have work to do, but then at the same time, I need to express milk every two hours so my body doesn't get confused while I'm away from my baby. Two titles, mom and employee, at one place, at the same time. But who are you at the core of who you are? You are here on the earth, a soul to complete an assignment. Titles may help us fulfill purpose, but they aren't necessarily purpose. Why did you take my mom? 
Why my mom in this season of my life? The response to these questions I felt in my spirit was, she was more than your mom. That's just a title she acquired along the way. After her transition, I finally got to see her for who she really was, a soul placed by God for his purpose. With every text and every phone call, every Facebook post and every memory, I was exposed to the mere fact that outside of the bubble I had kept her in, she had way more titles and she had much greater impact. With or without the information of when we will go back to be with our king, life will always feel like gone too soon to somebody. Even to God who knows death is coming, there is grief. There is sadness because he knows how that will affect his other children. The Bible says God is near the brokenhearted and he mourns with those who mourn. Earthly parents will do anything they can to prevent hurt. I've witnessed parents buy both of their children a gift, even though it's only one child's birthday. I've also witnessed a parent cry with their child as they got shots at a doctor's visit. Some things can't be avoided. So what do we do in those times? We hop in there and endure it together. One thing I couldn't take from anyone that called my phone was their relationship with my mom. I often said, this is our loss. It's not identical pain, but it is shared pain. And we can choose to hold space to listen and hold each other. We can choose to walk hand in hand to face the hardest of realities. God be with us. We demonstrate our most valued titles, brother and sister in Christ, in the hardest of times. Let us pray. Father God, I extend my heart and my soul's cry to anyone that is currently experiencing grief of any kind. For those of us left to finish our assignments, may we find peace in knowing we still have time and joy realizing they have gotten their rewards. God, for us who have lost physical people, God, give us physical angels, not to replace them, but to hold space. For those who are mourning relationships that are lost or homes that are lost or jobs that are lost, God, all forms of grief do affect us in some ways. And so, God, I want to speak to those places that you would begin to fill those empty spaces, that you would wrap your arms around them and that you would give them instruction for where to go next, how to endure, how to overcome, how to become better, how to become stronger and wiser, how to heal even with exposed scars. God, I believe that just as you have pulled me out of dark places, that you will do the same for the royals, that you are not a respecter of persons and that you want us all to be better, that you feel this grief, that you understand it. You are the only one, oh God, that can understand the capacity and the weight of our grief. And so God, we accept your healing power. We accept your gifts of peace and of joy and of sound mind, God. I speak clarity of mind to anyone that is navigating a loss. God, sometimes it can feel so cloudy and we don't know what directions we need to take and we don't know which way is up, God. But I speak that you would give us clarity, that we would begin to open our eyes and see life for what it is now. God, it may never be the same. It may never be the place that we just left, but God, it is going to be different. And different doesn't need to be bad. It is better. 
Different is good in your hands. And so we freely accept the gifts that you are willing to give us, God, and we experience life in the way that you would have us to because, God, you know better than we could ever. And so we receive that now, God, and we speak healing and wholeness and smiles that will ring true and laughters from our belly, God, on the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I like to encourage us with something that we can hold on to for the rest of the week. Something I want you to post on your social media. I want you to have it on sticky notes around the house. I want you to put it in your notes app or whatever you need to, to remind you to hold on to faith and to hold on to a phrase, a statement that is true. And so this segment is called Say That. And I want you to say this with me. I give myself time and space to feel all my feelings. Say it again. I give myself time and space to feel all of my feelings. Yes, yes, say that. You are worthy. You are worthy of that time and that space. You are awarded that time and that space. And no one can tell you otherwise. How can you heal unless you first feel? And I believe that for you, that on the other side of those feelings, you'll be better and stronger. And I believe that in faith, God has already said it in his word. And so just embrace that this is not going to be always. Joy is on the horizon, my friend. Listen, I want to invite you, if you are listening to this podcast and something I said encouraged you, you just kind of stumbled upon this. You had no idea about God. You had no intentions of giving your heart to Christ today. But something about what I said, you said, I want to try the Jesus. I want to try the Holy Spirit that she's speaking about. I want to invite you to do that right now. It's very simple for you to accept him in your heart. He doesn't make it complicated because this whole time, everything about your life up until this moment was for this moment for you to accept him. And he wants to make it easy so that he can get on with your life, making it the best it's ever been. So if you want to take an opportunity to accept him as your personal savior, I want you to say these words with me. Say, Father, I accept you freely maybe with some reservation, but God help my unbelief. I believe you lived and that you died. You rose again and it was for me. Take me, transform me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, amen, my friend. I celebrate with you. I praise God for the transformation that is on the way for you. And if you need anything, if you need resources about the decision you made, you want to talk about it, you can't believe you're blown away that you even did it, I am here for you. Please reach out to me via email at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to respond and encourage you and resource you with scriptures and pray with you. Whatever it is you need on this journey, I want to be a part of it. And listen, if you, any of you royals need prayer requests or you want to suggest topics that I can talk about here on the podcast, I want to hear from you. Reach out to me via email at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com or on social media, Instagram at dearkingpodcast. Y'all, I love you so, so much. I'm going to keep it hot. I was actually very nervous to get behind this microphone again, but I 
love y'all so much and I wouldn't have it any other way. Please let me know you're listening all throughout the week on social media. I would love to hear from you. Get into our comments. Let us know what we're doing well. Let us know what you would like to see different. I'm open to it all and I'm praying with you. Until next week, goodbye, Royals. Bye.